0: All right, so we've got a a serious trade worker shortage. We'll get to that momentarily. I want to squeeze Eric and Dexter in here first, though, real quick. 800-859-0957. Eric and Dexter. Hey, Eric.
1: Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got uh, it. I would hate to uh, to miss uh, a good brain at any age. So I don't think there should be age limits. Uh You know, the voters will figure it out. It may take a little longer than is ideal, but I'd hate to uh, miss the talents of any one person. I'm more worried about whether Donald Trump can get a fair trial anywhere.
0: Well, fair. I mean, I I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I just think, and, and this is where it's difficult to... Differentiate, right? Everybody's different. I I know plenty of people who are ninety, ninety five that are still sharp. Go to work, drive the whole deal. Um, but then Mitch McConnell can't can't answer a question about his plans to run for reelection in twenty twenty six. I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem because you are our most visible. You are some of the most visible residents of this country. You are the most, you are the most visible. Problem. Well, okay, he's got a brain problem. Yet he runs. And so you've got voters going okay well either I'm voting for Mitch McConnell because he's a Republican I align most with his values or I'm not voting or I have to vote for for somebody else who I disagree with completely. I mean that's the pickle that somebody like Mitch McConnell or Diane Feinstein or any of these more elderly lawmakers have put their voters in. It's a problem. And I'm not I I agree it's difficult to say well we're not going to We don't want you because you're because you're 80. I don't think that's fair either. But but there should be some something done to see if if these people I mean, he was just asked a question. It wasn't like, hey, what's can you name me every number in pie? Wasn't that it was just like, hey, what are your plans three years from now? And he couldn't do it. Just spaced out. Uh, Eric, thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, Michigan for for quite some time has had a shortage of skilled trade workers. And it's a shame. Um, But with billions and billions of dollars coming to the state of Michigan to upgrade our infrastructure, you're going to have thousands and thousands of jobs that are going to be needed to carry out this work. And that's, I think, only exasperated some of the shortage. Tom Lutz is the executive secretary and treasurer of the Michigan Regional Council of Carpenters and Millwrights, and he joins us. Tom, great to have you.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. And you're right, it is a challenge, but it's also an
0: opportunity. It's an opportunity. So how do we how do you how do you take that opportunity and put it out so that people see it and then and then want to take advantage of that opportunity?
1: Yeah, so you know, traditionally people find us by word of mouth, you know, almost to a ridiculous number. I I've seen a recent study that said eighty five percent of those people who come into the skilled trades come in through word of mouth. So, the first thing we need to do is recognize and change that because that's not providing the solution we need. So, the question as to how we do that it has to be addressed with who we do it to. And we need to simply open the doors to the skilled trades to people from all walks of life. I'm talking about young people who haven't even thought about this as a career opportunity. I'm talking about people leaving vocational schools, high schools, and ISDs with some construction training. I'm talking about people that have left the traditional education system because they found it didn't meet their needs, both employment-wise or education-wise, to to get them employed. And I'm talking about people that may have made mistakes, uh, people leaving the correction systems, alternative uh, court systems. I'm talking about everybody. And yet the only way to do that is to open the doors of the schools and show them what's available in the skilled trades. So that's what we've done. And we've done that, um, you know, by opening three new schools. And again, the Carpenter's only one of many skilled trades and all of the skilled trades have unique and good opportunities available, but we need to tell the story in a different way. We need to tell the story of tuition-free education where people are paid to learn, where people go to work right away where they don't wait and hope that their education leads to a job two or four years down the road. And that's a story that could be best told by the men and women that already do it. So we have to take that responsibility back in the building trades, and then we have to get out to the public.
0: You, you, the, the governor spoke today coincidentally and said that we're, we're experiencing a manufacturing boom, one that we haven't seen in, in many, many decades here in, in this state. With that boom, if that's indeed to be believed, how much of an uptick in the workforce do we realistically need? And, and, and not only do we need it today, but we needed it yesterday because we want people that are highly trained. You guys do a great job in bringing people along. But if, if, if we're going to really kick this thing into high gear, we need people that are ready and then incredibly capable yesterday.
1: Yeah, so some of the things that we've undertaken uh is doing like things like pre apprentice programs. Yeah. Getting people job ready. So when we bring people into the apprenticeship program, if they don't have the experience and I'm talking just job ready experience. I'm talking the kind of OSHA training that allows us to put them on a site to begin learning. All of that stuff can and should be done as far in advance as possible. So we're working with community partners, ISDs, high schools, other training programs to make sure that the job ready stuff starts. That's the first step we had to take. But in addition to that, we're doing things like jumpstart programs where we have people come in and get an immersive four-hour training in dip, the different crafts that we represent. And I, and I think mo- many of the building trades are doing this today to give them some understanding of the job site culture and what the job expectation is so that when they get out there, there's not a, there's not that immediate failure that's like, oh, I didn't know it was this. And we run summer camps. We work with partners like United Way and uh, Sir Metro and the city of Detroit's workforce program and Michigan Works and, and on and on and on. We run comprehensive six-week programs where students are in there eight hours a day. And in many cases, like in the city of Detroit, we're rebuilding the local community around our new school, porches and stairways, and, and so people can access their home safely mm-hmm. and doing renovation. That not only helps our community, but helps develop the skills that are needed by these workers so they hit the ground running.
0: Well, look, it's an exciting time because I think more and more people are giving the skilled trades a look, a legitimate look. They're, they're excited about it. There is a there is some juice behind it because people say they, they look at the education system and that's great. Higher education is wonderful. I, I'm always for people broadening their their education. But but in this world today, where prices are higher than we've seen in many many years, you want to get paid to learn, then you want to get paid to do a good job on the other side. There is a there there are far uh, better opportunities out there in the skilled trades in a lot of cases for a lot of people. Uh, Tom Lots, it's going to be something that we're going to continue to keep an eye on. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Have
1: a great day. Call yeah. us anytime. We'll we'll uh, do what we can to. Keep the word out
0: there. You got it, Tom. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, 800-859-0957. Coming up on the other side, we got to take a break for the news. An interesting story involving a former GOP gubernatorial candidate here in the state of Michigan and something that Donald Trump said to them. We'll talk about it next on JR Afternoon.